This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Uh, grazie, Dave. Because. I'll take it from here. Uh, and Craig. Check. Check. <laughs> Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards, sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, wrestling's funniest moments. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And don't forget, we are now part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcast. Catch them at the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. Is it time to get funny, guys? Dave, before we begin, well, I just want to say yeah. uh, props to you. Each and every podcast, you perform with excellence and professionalism, and occasionally <laughs> we mess with you, but you always get through it, and you're always a pro, and you always keep us on track. So thank right? you, Dave. Oh, yeah. fuck, you guys this. Are just... fuck this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, th- thanks, Craig, for that. What I appreciate that. You're welcome. And fuck you, Jess. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Funniest wrestling moments. What's up? Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't think about that, like wrestling and comedy, huh? But there's a lot of funny segments, actually, that uh, are legitly yeah. funny, like, le- you know, to anyone's standards. And so uh, it's probably going to be part one, I'm sure. We'll cover a lot of them. you damn right. It's, yeah, it's, I'd like to get a couple of, yeah, chapters two, three, and four out of this. would be fun. I mean, yeah, it's controversial. Yeah. It's hard. Like, every, uh, there's some characters that were funny every week. So it's really, really tough. These guys are, they do drama, they do action, and they're also very, very funny at times. Um, so this is a good collection for a, for a good kind of first appearance, but it is very, very hard to call it. And uh, wrestling's funniest moments, but it, can, it's tough. You can but put this those is a good fun. You can put those funny moments up there with some of the funniest skits from, uh, you know, a Saturday Night Live or some type of comedy movie or stand up. And, you know, some some of the hardest I've ever laughed were some of the funniest moments in wrestling. Not going to lie. And they don't know how it's going to take. The crowd can yeah. take it differently yeah. depending on where you are. Um, it's not like someone is paid to see you be funny. They paid to see you wrestle and you yeah. come out and do this. And some of these things could have really gone south and... But these are these are some of the gems right here, the diamonds in the rough. And they're it's live. You don't. There's no safety net. Yes, like there's no second take either. Like they. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. So well, let's let's jump on into the first one. You guys ready? Oh yeah. Who remembers the rock concert, on the Raw 20th anniversary show? This was on January 14th of 2013. The Rock comes out and makes a famous appearance in his famous rock concert segment. Um, these were funny, by the way. Uh, this is just one of the, the better ones or, or the best ones. Um, he calls out Vicky 
And he sings terrible tonight in the tune of Eric Clapton's wonderful tonight. I, what I'm saying doesn't do it justice. Get into it, guys. This is this is hilarious. And, you know, everybody knows The Rock is funny. You know that, of course, you know, he he performs at such a high level. He could be a heel. He could be a funny. He could be a face, whatever you want him to be. But I have to call out Vicky Guerrero. She was great in the segment. Oh, she was too. fucking amazing. She was great anyway in all of her characters. Eddie's looking down proud for sure. Um but man, she sold this too because her reaction when The Rock came out uh, and they called her out there and she comes out and the crowd boos. Like, and she looks at him and he's like, No, 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 Vicky, don't. I want to sing a song to you. And he starts out really <laughs> soft, you know, like she's late in the evening. Like, and does the whole thing to the Eric Clampton song. <laughs> and like, but then he turns around, like, where she asked the question, Do I look all right? And like, he's like, And I said, No, Bietch. You look terrible. <laughs> so, but her first reaction, like she was just like, like offended. But before that, when he was like, "You comb your black hair," she's like, she's "Oh, like, stop!" Like she was totally soaking so it up. And like, yeah, it was just it was greatly done on both their parts. They both have to have like comedic timing and understand the situation and feel the crowd and you know everything to make it work. And they both it was seamless with those two. Um, Vicky was so good and she's underrated. A lot of people don't talk about her like they should talk about her. She's wondering what clothes to wear. She puts on her makeup. She brushes her short black hair. And then she'll ask me. Do I look alright? And I said, no, Piach, you look horrible tonight. And then, like, he had another great line, too, where he was like, uh, uh, you dress like a hooker, not the expensive kind, <laughs> yeah. which is great too. Like, I mean, just everything. And she was just there for the fodder, but like she, her reactions made yeah. this even better than it was. Like, this is yeah. a great segment, a very funny, well, the, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't like so wrestling the, and you come in like and watch it, yeah. you'll know the rock and you'll just see him running someone down and you're going to laugh. Like he was great. Mm -hmm. This was great. So, but Jess, you, you were talking about Vicky a little bit and you told me the story. You can tell me if I, if I've got it right, but the reason why Vicky came into the industry the way she did here was to carry out, you know, Eddie's contract, right? Like that yes. was kind of the, this was like, this was way after she way. did so good that they re-signed her and kept her on as a character. But yeah, yeah so he, after he, he was like, we'll, we'll away, let you finish out Eddie's after, contract. Um, she, uh, she was brought on to kind of carry out his contract, which would help the family out financially too. And, uh, and then sure. she got signed to her own because the Vicky Guerrero character became so good that and she got so much heat with the excuse me yeah. like and all that yeah. like she, yeah. she was great like she's a she natural man yeah I, and people hated her and thought that she had no talent but if you hated her she was she was doing right. the right she was doing what she's she supposed talent. to be doing that's what i don't think people realize to your point jess i mean she was she's extremely underrated because she lived under eddie's contract for one time but no one realized that she was re-signed and re-signed for quite a while because she was doing stuff with the new guys that were was just hilarious, and she was always taking that uh, that comedic bump, if you will. Yeah, and sometimes she was always the brunt of the joke. Sometimes you know? it's harder to be the second banana and the sidekick and feed uh, the other person without overshadowing. And she was a complete pro at she that. Like that. The, yeah. she was pitch perfect in this, and and her plus like the rocks. And he was uh, he was approaching like uh, epic 
a a plus star status to where oh, yeah. he's so likable that even though he's calling her a hooker and not the expensive one and uh, <laughs> and making fun like he still there's such a there's a sly look and you just know it's kind of a harmless uh, uh back and forth I mean, with like like it's just a yeah. perfect reaction where you're like it's in 2020 like it's just uh it was terrible but it's it's so hilarious and you just know they're you know playing they with went each in the other. back right and they high five that shit together after oh, they yeah. know they killed it, it. Yeah, yeah they they she loved it and he it totally enjoyed doing it because as jess said he kept yeah. saying no 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 say come back don't don't leave vicky don't leave vicky don't, don't leave yeah so i don't know whether it was kind of semi-impromptu but like he was enjoying himself and what i saw also is after this uh CM Punk interrupts it. And this is also the moment where uh, CM Punk and Paul Heyman come out with a belt. And I guess they fought uh, 10 days after this and rock yeah. called Paul Rebel. Heyman. It said, Paul Heyman has Twinkie tits <laughs> to, the, to the live Houston crowd. <laughs> and there was no, there was no change in expression in Heyman or CM Punk, but I watched that today and I was laughing so hard. Twinkie tits. <laughs> And you know what's you know what's really bad? That's he's he's so much bigger now. Yeah, I know. Oh Seven God. years ago, but you can see like yeah, he yeah. was yeah. He's yeah, a big walrus. He's earned it. Yeah. Of course I'm gonna yeah, put yeah, sound clips in here too, so everybody will hear yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> we said Biatch, you look horrible tonight. Uh, you guys ready for the next one? This this is the one that you never forget. This is like the best. The uh, to me, it's one of the best never. comedic performances ever. And VKM, of course, is a big part of it. So uh, it's the debut of Mr. Sacco and the Bedpan on October fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Oh my gosh, twenty two years ago. That's Holy ridiculous. Steven, think about that. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. This man was shit. In the hospital for a broken leg. Throughout the show, the cameras would cut back to him constantly being interrupted. One of the interruptions was Mankind coming to keep Vince company, and he introduced Yerple the Clown and Mr. Socko, um, a plain white sock that was with a little face drawn on it with a black marker. Um, apparently, Yerple the Clown didn't make it, but Mr. Socko was absolutely in and was Makes born. Him kiss the boo boo. Moved on. We, we, yeah, we know Mr. Socko quite well. But that's not what I remember about. It. I know that's kind of where it starts, but this is yeah. where it gets to be a lot of fun because yeah. Vince. Because it's two separate segments. First one earlier in the show yeah, was Sako yeah. and Yerple. They did yeah. like three yeah. of them. We get into a second. Oh, did yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. They, did yeah, they kept visiting before, yeah. Vince throughout the night. I think it was like three segments, and then finally the last one was yeah. this. What's the one I missed finally then? I saw the Yerple and and mankind. I think it was just him getting in the hospital and getting checked in and everything. He's like, now listen to me. You keep Austin out of here. Like it, was a set, it was so obvious. Yeah, the whole thing was such a deliberate you. setup. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Vince was paranoid that Steve Austin would show up to the hospital and attack him. Of course, in the final segment, a doctor with a face mask on turns around and says, oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. Steve Austin attacks Vince on the hospital bed and takes a bedpan and literally whacks him over the head with it. And it makes the, the best sound. It really does. Opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people um, have talked about, I don't know if it's like documentaries I've been watching or shoot interviews, like, they're like, this segment is comparable <laughs> to any comedy sketch you could see from Saturday Night Live. Oh, fuck like, yeah. Everybody was so good. 
it was just everything from mankind to when Austin turns around, he's like, oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. And he was just so calm and nonchalant. He wasn't like this big screaming wrestler. You know, it was just like a comedy. They both knew. He's like, oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. And then he grabs Vince's leg and starts hitting his leg. Yep. And that was fucking <laughs> funny, like, in itself. Like, yeah, just hitting his leg made me laugh so hard. I'm like, yeah, he just, and they yeah. hit him with a bedpan. And then he shoves the fucking, the uh, enema thing up his ass. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just like. He's wearing tidy whities and throwing off the bed three times. Yeah, they like, throw off the bed and Vince is in his underwear, of course. And like, yeah, it was all it was so good like it's such a funny again you have a non-wrestling fan in the room people are like that's fucking funny i can't wait to get out of here there is it normal yes it looks real good it's real good looks just fine to me how about you doctor oh i'll take it from here nurse funny like that's just and again to, to you guys' point of, of Vicky before, the best part about this is Vince reacting yes. to it and taking all the brunt of the yes. punishment. Yes. His, his yelping and screaming with, with Austin in the room. Yes. Ah, <laughs> even ah, before yeah. that, like the way he's talking to the nurses, he's staying in the Mc, Mr. McMahon it's the best. It's the Candace best part great. of it because yeah. Yeah. he says and, shit and, like... And Justice said this over and over. There's nothing better than getting one over on your boss. Yeah. And... Austin let us the live that almost every it's, week. It's a classic a build, years. though. Like, make sure he doesn't come in here, yes. and you know he's oh, going to get in there. there. Like, yeah, that's what we all have to see him get in there at the end of the night. And sure yeah. enough, just it's classic, and they distract you. And we didn't know that Mr. Sacco was going to be such a big deal to Mick Foley's career. So you're getting uh, like, at the, you forget, it. you forget that they told you in the beginning, not using words, but they told you. Austin will be here and he's going to fuck him you up. You all knew the but, but in the middle, you have yeah. Yerple, you have Mankind, you have Mr. Sacco. So you have all Mr. this stuff Sacco. and you forget. And then then they spring it on you. What do you think, doctor? Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. And you're like, oh, fuck, of course. Like, of course yeah. he's in there right now. Like, it's just, yeah, it was so, awesome. And Vince, like, Vince McMahon, like, what do asshole CEOs do? Like, they'll, they'll, they have so little patience. Like, when Yerple comes out, he says yeah. quietly at first, like, he's trying to be professional and he goes, damn it, leave. Yeah. <laughs> damn it, damn it, and then, then he, damn it, it. like like yeah, there's a, he goes fully has the gazoo or the gazelle minutes. or whatever the like right in his ear yeah and he's yeah. like damn it leave damn like, it. Yeah, just, yeah, like it he's great. such that asshole everyone knows that boss that asshole that gives you one shot of like oh, well uh let's just not to be like and then he just yells, they have no like patience and he does that a couple times where you're, yeah where he's like yelling at them to like taking the, the blood pressure and he's like well you tested before it's normal you're gonna test it again it's normal it's normal right but like it's so <laughs> he's he's so good at his role. Like and yeah, he's, he's was, CEO and growing a global company, but like he really is just being himself. He's just an asshole. It's and it also shows too like the importance of Stone Cold's character and Vince's oh, yeah. drove drove them in the attitude area, drove them to beat WCW finally, and like yeah, it was so many classic moments. We I I left out a bunch of other Austin and Vince moments because we're going to have part two and part three of this, I'm yep. sure. But there's so many other things, classic moments with him and Vince, like five or they six classic stuff. moments. Oh, my God. That yeah. Like, yeah, you could just name over and over again. But this one is the most famous. So I kind of want to well, get it out of the way. I, you know, I, I don't know if I can do it, but the quad on the limo, the oh, yeah. the concrete in the car. Concrete in the oh. car, the beer truck, like everything. The, beer truck, the bang, yeah. peeing your pants. Oh, yeah. The, oh, every, all yeah, he pees his it. pants in the middle of the ring because he thought Austin had the gun. The bang, yeah. Yeah. The supermarket. Oh, supermarket yeah. with Booker. <laughs> oh my god! Watching from the skybox. We we talked about that. That almost made the, yeah. that almost made yeah. the got list, released it actually. Yeah. 
That's in our archives. We 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 did a whole we did a whole segment on that, didn't we? No, we yeah. never aired it. It's the, we never aired oh, it. Oh no. shoot! So it's, it's lost tapes. Lost in the tapes. Yeah. It's gonna come out as a bonus on this. It's one. gonna have to. And we'll probably we'll probably we'll probably redo it. We'll see. Uh, this one for me, I, I don't know why, but I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of this one. But I understand why people love it, why they think it's funny. But um, I'm you know I get butt hurt over Arn Anderson being made fun of. I don't think it's cool, but <laughs> Nash is fucking funny. Yeah, Nash is pretty hilarious here. The NWO dress as the Horseman on WCW Monday Nitro on September 1st of 1997. This was a week after uh, there was a really a very real and emotional retirement speech by Arn Anderson. He offered Kurt Henning his spot. It was all about the my spot, yeah. you know, segment. And it was really and, and Jess writes this and I totally agree. I didn't make Jess write this, but it's probably one of the best Greatest promos ever cut in the history of Nitro. It was that good. I mean, the crowd was going nuts. I think people are in tears. You know that Arn Anderson is done, and all he's doing is talking about what's really happening to him. He's talking about how he can't, you know, he, he had that water bottle and someone slapped him, and the water bottle fell out of his hand because he couldn't control the grip in his hand during a workout. And he knew at that moment he was done. Like he couldn't, he he couldn't perform without the possibility of hurting himself or hurting other people. Yeah. And he knew that was pro. it for him. And it's super sad. I mean, it's really, really yeah. sad. Um, but the NWO doesn't give a shit. So um, the next week, they decide, they being the NWO, to not ask Arn or Flair if it'd be okay to parody the emotional segment. They just went ahead and did it. So with Kevin Nash dressed as Arn Anderson, complete with foam cooler, um, you know, and a, a, a moly bald head and, and the Arn Anderson glasses. Uh, you can see Craig's photo attached. It's... It's right there. Um, what? Conan dressed as Mongo. Six is dressed as Flair. And Buff Bagwell is dressed as Kurt Henning. They recreated the segment with Flair crying. Because Flair was in tears, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Absolute tears. Um, and it was real for him. I mean, they're, they're, they're great friends. And they'll continue to be great friends. Um, Six had water lines ran through his sweater. So when he put his hand to his eyes, water came out. And Arn was rambling about his spot. The biggest criticism was Kevin Nash poking fun at Art Anderson's real life love of beer. Anderson would later claim that his family saw it and was hurt by it. Nash would also make fun of Anderson's soft looking physique. Um, I, I laugh at that because I wonder if you ever tie up with Art Anderson at that time, I think Arnest would be the shit out of Kevin Nash, but that's just So me. later, I, mean, I would probably. say in ninety eight is when they did the DX parody where they dressed up like the nation, and then later on, Sean years later, Sean and Triple H would dress up like Vince yes. and Shane. And do that. Yeah. This was before any of that. And uh, I remember watching this and, and take out of the fact that Hall and Nash and them would they make us mad as fans because behind the scenes they would take advantage of their downside contract and no show events because they're hurt and take all your feelings out. When I first watched this, I was like, I loved the Anderson segment the week before. Do not get me wrong. Flair being emotional probably almost made me cry when I first saw it in real life, too. I love Flair and I love Anderson. I love the horse. But I love the whole history. But wrestling was changing here. The NWO had been like a year firmly in control here and they were dominating the ratings. NWO was like popular in regular pop culture. Non-wrestling fans loved the NWO. They were huge here. And, like, this was, I don't care, man. I'm sorry to say it. I'm going to say it. This is funny as shit. 
Like yeah, it's they, fucking really funny. Like <laughs> you know, I'm not. I didn't laugh at Conan. I hate, fucking hate him. And like you know, all the rest were there. Um, uh, six was hilarious though. As Flair, he would do the dance and the shuffle when Flair bounced off the ropes, and the crowd actually started laughing. No, the crowd wrestling had never seen anything like this before. So when they came out, if you look at the crowd, they were sort of like, what? They were almost ready to shit on it. But there was a time before they brought Nash out as Anderson where Six was just, he was just yelling his flair. And I'm yelling and I don't know why. Like it was one of his lines. And so he bounced <laughs> off the rope and did that, like that flare shuffle. and But it was all exaggerated. And the crowd started laughing. And then I realized right there, like, oh, fuck, they got him. And like, and then when he brought Nash out, Nash is ridiculous with the fucking neck brace on. He had a prosthetic bald wig on. He had Anderson's yeah. big ass fucking 80s glasses on. And he had his, his denim shirt tucked into his jeans with a huge beer gut. And he had a white cooler. It's ironic that on Labor Day, WCW would decide to honor me because anybody that's followed my career knows one thing. Y'all was wondering when I was going to go into labor. But the thing that made me fucking laugh the hardest was in Anderson's speech, legitly the week before, he was telling the story about how he went to the gym, someone who hadn't seen him in a long time, slapped him on the back without Anderson knowing it, and it sent the shock down to where his hand just let a water you know, bottle go and it hit the ground or whatever. And he was like, oh my God, if that slap made my arm go numb and whatever, how can I wrestle again? But... <laughs> Nash came in and the line was, I'm sorry, it's really funny. He was like, I got to the gym. I didn't actually do anything. I just walked around for a little bit, but I made it to the gym. Like, it was so fucking great. Mm -hmm. And like, then you see the crowd start to laugh a little bit more. And then I realized, like, this is just funny. Now, what they did with the payoff was not good. And we no, talked about that. Stupid. We talked about that on our uh, uh, Fall Brawl 97 review. But I'm just talking about this segment as a whole. If you because before this segment, the whole thing was that they actually thought the horsemen were going to be in the building. So Shivani and all of them were like, the horsemen are going to be here. They played a clip from the week before when Anderson retired and all that. So they showed you everything. And then Gene Okerlund was on the rampway. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring out the new four horsemen. And then, of course, six came out with all them. And then Gene Okerlund said, I, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm out of here. And so he leaves, and then they go to the ring and do this whole parody. So it was booked really well. And the video package before they came out, you thought the whole time from the beginning of the hour, Shivani's like, and later on, the horsemen are going to be here with Kurt Henning, the new enforcer. They're going to talk about it. So like, and I think legitly in real life, I don't think the horsemen were in the building because they were on a tour of Japan or something. I don't remember why they were in the building, but that's what the whole controversy backstage was, and that's why this has kind of grown as legend over the years, because they did not ask Flair and Anderson. Anderson and Flair were not in the arena that night, so when they came out and did the prosthetics, Anderson and Flair were watching it on TV like everybody else, going, what the fuck's happening right now? So it, behind the scenes, it caused a lot of problem, but if you just keep it in the bubble here, they did a lot of fucking funny shit. And then the play on the word spot, like, was just, Nash was a genius here. Like, he was really yeah. funny. He was very funny. I'm uh I think we have a podcast war here. I think it's cousin Jess versus Dave and I. I'm actually on <laughs> Dave's side in that I didn't like this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that by saying uh the it is undeniable how funny Kevin Nash is <laughs> oh, as yeah. Arn and that entire piece of him. Um Bagwell as Henning was terrible. I didn't six and flare good attempt, didn't like it. Yeah. Um, Conan terrible. 
I thought it was offensive. I thought the fact they never asked um, Arn or Flair about it, permission, the fact they had a tribute to Anderson to kick off Nitro on this episode before the week before. But I realized all these sensitivities we're talking about wrestling, where if everything, if you have permission, everything's game, Uh, people's children, um, uh, families, that kind of thing, I think. But like, there was just something nasty about like you the reputation you know arn and uh i mean nash and everyone had backstage and like they thought they ruled oh. the roost and they did whatever they want it just it, it, it was disrespectful but the god damn it like nash's as iron <laughs> anderson it, with it, it's kind of like gut. and it's by the like way what i brought <laughs> They didn't like it. He brought out a, a soft cooler about beer, and that was the thing, the whole thing about it. Yeah, and Arn was offended. We saw Arn Anderson with a bucket of beer 10 seconds after yes, he was in real after life. Halloween Havoc. So, yes. But, but it, yeah, and so I'm torn. It, I, I thought I, it was just I, I, I enjoy it's like, it's, like the next It's one. like I, I said in the, in the Legion of Dune episode, you need those real life, sometimes yeah. negative stories or... They they went out of their way. They went over the four horsemen and just decided yeah. to do it without it. It but wouldn't be as like if they, they would have booked stuff. If they would have right. booked this right and the horsemen would have got their proper revenge, like faces should, we would all yeah. be like, yes. "What a great angle!" Yeah, that's a great, great angle. Too. But it didn't. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, it would have been way better. Yeah, yeah, they booked the it like end, it was just. I think I think that's the bigger problem with it. On the hindsight, that's a really good point, Jess. That um, there was never a payoff for it. It was literally just making fun of them. Yeah. You know, You're I, right. I think that's really the problem. And, that let it happen. With it. And, then, and then they booked the end of the War Games match to shit on Flair in Horseman Country. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, yeah. yeah. You're it's right. Just, You're right. But, but you know, we, we all know that not only did Nash and Hall, they, they didn't respect those guys. They, they called them old hat. It was time for them to go. And you have to do that if you want to get to the top. Cuz has said that numerous times. But Bischoff also did not respect what those guys do. They, he told them over and over, with the exception of Hogan and Macho, none of you guys have drawn a dime. And it's like, dude, like most of that is not their fault. And they have drawn money. Like you can't say shit like that. But all of this comes out. The reason why this gets approved is because of the disdain of the history of what the Four Horsemen are and what what uh, WCW used to be, what NWA used to be, and and that's what they can't get over. But at the same time, if they didn't have that disdain, if they didn't have uh, that that fuck you mentality, we wouldn't have seen a fifty million dollar company competing with with Vince McMahon yeah. on a regular basis. And for Nash was a terrible wrestler, know, but this moments like this was like I forget how talented he was. Like you know, Sharpie is on the mic. He's really yeah. oh, he's great I mean, on the mic. This was all his. I don't know who wrote this for him. Whether this was all him, and it was brutal, but Probably was. so funny, man. This this is what got him the booking job, Craig. Is it? I don't know. (laughs) Should have been. It's so it is. It's so snarky and vicious. Just Mm -hmm. I went to the gym. I didn't do anything. I just walked around, but I made it to the gym. I'm like, oh my god! Like he was just off the fucking just going at him like from the start. Jess and I'm gonna. Jess and I in high school in Alice in Wonderland were uh, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, and we both stuffed our costumes with pillows. And Nash had the same thing that Jess and I did in high school for our costumes. They just completely an overdramatic effect of stuffing whatever was closest to you, blankets or pillows, in a like a V-neck sweater, and it was still fucking funny. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I interrupt you, Jess. Continue. So no, it was I. I can see the people not liking it, but I put it on because honestly, if you go, it was before it was the funny. DX uh, 
uh, Nation segment, which was famous in 98. And then, you know, it was before anybody did prosthetics and dressed up. They did it here first in 97. And, like, yeah. it was mean. And I understand why people don't like it. But if you just look at it as a segment, like, this was really funny. And it did well. Yeah. Well, you can argue yeah. the other ones wouldn't have. The other ones wouldn't have. Happened everybody talked one. about it, whether it was good or bad. Yeah. Even in the locker room, everybody talked about it. So it's got heat, bro. Yeah. To Cuz's point, would it have been as iconic if horsemen weren't been arm weren't pissed yeah. about it? Can you imagine if they planned it out together? Like, oh, and I'm going to say this. I'm right. Yeah, yeah. No, you had it. You had to do that spur of the moment that yeah. we're gonna just fucking do this. That's, it's it's got to come yeah. out organic, oh, you know. It's oh, good. that dude just retired. He's a fucking yeah. alcoholic. Yeah, we're gonna get him. For good. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's just like it's just like uh, LOD saying, "No, we're gonna win, yeah. and we're not gonna be knocked out for free." And this is how we're gonna do it. You, you, they had to do that. They had to take the ball, you know, yeah. in their in their court and fucking run with it and yeah. do it how they wanted to. Uh, the NWO certainly did that. Yeah. So. Oh man. But Aaron's like even that the week. Oh, sorry, I, I know we're staying on this. Uh, no, no, good. But the whole the week before the power of Aaron. It's such a, that promo is like one of the most effective <laughs> well, made goodbyes in history. Yeah, like it's that's the juxtaposition. And they just of this shit, whole thing. And they like, shit all over it. They just yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and a week later, say, it's not like months later. So when it's they like first a week came later. down, when they first came down, they came down to the Horseman music because you thought it was going to be the Horseman. <laughs> yeah. But when and they the ended the like, segment, yeah. another genius part was when they yeah. ended the segment. Of course, they played the NWO music because you knew it was them, and that's when they debuted the <laughs> like the laugh. You remember you hear that a lot in the NWO music. The laugh they debuted it there because they they put the laugh in on purpose oh, to be like we fucking got you. Like we we mocked your horseman, we mocked it or whatever. That was the debut of the laugh sound effect in their theme music that they would keep playing for a couple of years after. Oh, you wow. know when you hear that, I you hear the that <laughs> like in the in the music. <laughs> Go, but you'll hear it now all the time after that. But they debuted it then, so they started playing their music, and it was a wicked laugh. And then it was to be them laughing at the horseman because of what they just did. So like there was a lot Aww. of things. You see a lot of shit by WCW, what they did, and like, how did they fuck that up, or how did they do that? Then you see stuff like this, I'm like, all this was really thought out well. Like, yes, Nash is a little asshole shit starter, but like, it's just kind of like they fucking thought it out. Like, all of his lines, my, not my, not my dog spot, not my liver spot, but my spot. Like, just, and it was just so like fucking stabbing. It was stabbing, like humor. You know, you know who's responsible for all this, good or bad? <clears throat> Shawn Michaels. Yes, of course. Because Shawn Michaels would be that guy that'd be like a big old asshole and be like, no, I'm going over one, two, yeah, three. And, and fuck probably taught National Hall everything they know about being a dick. And yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I, you, you can argue Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is responsible for the NWO. God damn it. He is. Go. Don't listen to him. Yeah, do what you want. Go to WCW. That was fine. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. That's awesome. I was fine with it. Yeah. That's fine. He's so humble now. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy. I'm just, I'm just a little mad about the beer spot. Just a little yeah, mad just my it. kids were watching. That's all. No problem. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about I'm, it. We're good now. I'm known to enjoy a beverage. And I want to be honest right now. I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell with art, man. That's the scariest part. I'm the most furious I've, I've ever been in my life. But it's fine. <clears throat> I'm shaking but it's, a little but it's fine. I bit his balls off two weeks later in uh, Charlotte. <laughs> Nash never talked to me again. I stuck an ice pick uh, in his wife's neck. 
I'm so glad we extended the segment. I'm so glad that we did. Sorry. I uh, am the real ice man. I'm not. I'm not sure if the last one's going to top it, but let's 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 give it a shot. Uh, the Mountie goes to jail on WWF SummerSlam funny. in 1991. I love how he and the Big Boss Man had a jailhouse match because they're both police officers, so someone has to go to jail. Um, the loser had to spend the night in the New York City jailhouse. After the Mountie lost, he was escorted to the back and put in a police van. They had a few segments of him getting processed, and the fingerprinting segment was pretty funny. What do you guys say about this one? So I, the reason why I chose this because it's 1991 and WWF uh-huh. was very bubblegummy and cartoony and very deliberate and dun 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 dun. dun. But this one was a little yeah. bit weird. It was live because it was SummerSlam 91. They were in New York City, so it was a fun segment. You know, Bossman beats him or whatever. And Mount Mountie's very underrated, by the way, Jacques Rougeau. He's good, and uh, and he's very funny too. So he's taken back and he's fighting against it. But they get him. They they do like two or three segments throughout the night and follow him. The last segment actually does not hold up very well in 2020. But, no, um, but it's fucking but, funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, kind of but I, was gonna happen to him. But all ago. of his dialogue, you know, was improv. Just when he was fucking with the cops and they were putting him in the paddy wagon, oh, yeah. and he was just like, "What?" And then when he gets to the police station and they fingerprint him, he goes, "You want the finger? There's the finger." And clearly flipped <laughs> off the cop, which they aired live <laughs> on pay per view, and they planned it. And I'm just like, "Wow!" Like for 1991, I was like that. Like, that's a big back that's a then big I was like, change, that's yeah. fucking crazy. That's kind of funny. Right like and he was so good and everything. And then yeah, the last scene unfortunately was You, you gotta know, but Jess, you have to say it like the Mountie would say it. Yeah, he was like, You want the finger? There's the <laughs> finger. <laughs> like yeah, it was just he fucking put it up and right in the Someone implying that they're gonna have their yeah. way with the Mountie at the end. Yes, yeah. and that yeah, that yeah. unfortunately no. That does not hold up in 2020. At no, the very end, the last segment was a person who was obviously homosexual coming up mm-hmm. going, don't you like the way leather feels against your skin? And then Mountie looks then to the camera in the shit. jail and he goes, no, get me yeah, out of here. Yeah, and then like, oh, my God. Don't you just love the way leather feels against your body? Let me out of here! Let me out not a gay guy. Oh, no. Like, you know, again. Yeah. 1991. I'm not saying I think that's funny, but I loved the Mountie and the finger thing was really edgy and funny for 1991. Like to fl- and they didn't blur it out or anything. It was just he's like boom. He just like flipped the cup up. You want the finger? There's the finger. Like right to his face. And it was like I remember we had all my friends over in my living room. My parents would watch it too, and they all laughed. They erupt. All the adults erupted with laughter. And I so I it stuck with me because that's how I was you know like, it's wow. funny though. You catch everybody. Yes. Yeah, it, that right? made people laugh, and so. I it stuck with me and so it maybe it's shouldn't have gone on last year it shouldn't have been the main event of our episode but um it's just the way i thought about it i was like that's really edgy and kind of funny again the homosexual segment at the end not 
does not hold up well because so it's I, fine to be homosexual. But I think it's important. Like wrestling is always just like a reflection of the culture at the, at that time. Like yes. it does. Like whether it's foreign adversaries, yeah. whether it's caricatures, whether it's stuff like this. Like they're only I getting mean, th- away with about, what is normal the at other that stuff time. That's come out. Yes. In that three year period, you got Eddie Murphy, Delirious, Eddie Murphy, Raw. Yeah. He, you know, he was he was saying the same shit and it is it is a it was a thing right you go to jail right don't drop the soap and i'm being serious like 30 years ago like it's a long time not excusing it but like we've we've grown we've we've grown and it was back then it was commonplace and it was just and it was common right like we always say there there has to be some kind of common thing that gets casuals to laugh or respond to wrestling and the finger thing made again i, I just but i, but I dare to say that the finger thing is even funnier at the time and definitely funnier now than the last segment yes that's the funniest yes. part but again yeah it was like the so the i distinctly remember the adults laughing and i'm sure everybody laughed at the gay thing at the end because again i don't that remember was, that part i that, remember the finger part more that than, was the culture the at the part. time and everything and i'm not saying it's fine to laugh at now but that's what people but again the adults erupted because that was the whole thing. Don't go to jail, yeah. right? Because when you're in jail, there's only men in jail. So they only have one thing to do with each other. And that was the whole perception. Don't drop the soap, yada, yada. That was just the whole jokes back then. So it, it to me, it stuck with me and I chose it because it was controversial at the end. But then the finger thing was also really funny and yeah. kind of general. And Austin yeah. made a, Austin made a living of flipping people off, right? right. Like, and so in that, 10 years, in, like 20, said, in 10 years, we might be going like, oh, well, middle fingers are like, I remember when people used to use right. middle no, fingers. That's but terrible. With Why four fingers that, that, uh, yeah. that are really offended <laughs> when you do the, the middle. Like, yeah, yeah, you, where, where do you, where's the limit? But like, yeah, you never know it's where so we're going. But like, yeah, what's acceptable now? You never know what's happening. So. In What's your what what part what part do you think is the funniest of the four? Oh, great question. You know, Damn, that's I still one. respect the bedpan scene, and I think that is. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, again, if you're one. just looking at a segment, though, The Rock was pretty fucking funny. Like that whole thing yeah. in a vacuum was great. But I, I'll still go with the uh, Mr. Sacco bedpan segment. Yep, I'm gonna go with bedpan everything. Just the, yeah. just how we discussed earlier, it was like a big old Saturday Night Live skit and. And it holds up with any of those skits. And like I was saying too, any comedy movie, stand up routine, whatever, you know, that, 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 that segment was fucking funny. Everything. Everyone did their part. The, Vince is so good. I, he's so underrated, honestly, even though he's talked about a lot. I think, I still think he's underrated. A thousand percent. You know? Cause he might be, be the most important thing of the entire attitude era and everything they did. Yeah. Like if with, facial yeah. he can do everything, comments, everything we shit on him now and he's old and he's he holds on to power well, and he has no idea when to let go. It's quite impressive, isn't it, Craig? I mean, is he what? when you think about what he did and, how he did it and how he came out of his shell. He hated to be like, he doesn't even want to be in documentaries. Like, like it's very difficult to get him to do any segments of documentaries. No, 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 no. It's so no, hard to no, be no, funny. Like, it's so that, hard man. to have comedic <laughs> timing, but like he, I think with everything with Vince, we should do an entire episode on him. Like his, well, like, we are going to do the legacy of Vince soon. That's going to be like 18 parts. He has a yeah. he has to die he has to die he has a yeah. complete no. belief in himself in whatever he does dead. and he I does. don't know why but like he just doesn't give a holy shit, shit. I'll, like, I'll do it he and I yeah. think this is not a stretch for him he's he he knows who he is and he's self aware and it's a reflection of who he is and he knows how to like use it like he's probably gone off the rails now in uh, and he he thinks yep. he knows too much but like back here right. man there's right. nothing he could do the, wrong he still jumps off the buildings. Say, to argue against the point of that is I feel like Mr. Sacco and the bedpan 
you can have multiple takes there. You can film, you can stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was live. No, I mean, there were no. sound effects. The beeping in the background, you can tell, was rigged. I don't know about the bedpan. Yeah. It could have been, but like, and so what we know from documentaries is Vince is like, I know I need a clean shot. No wires behind here. No cables. Right, yeah. Like, you know, he. He wanted the best of everything he was in. Yeah, so so I could argue because of that that The Rock was a little bit better because he's out there in the element doing it live and he can't fuck it up. You know, he just did it. And he did he did that a lot, by the way. By the time he'd done this one, he'd done a few, right? So But, but, but Vince still, was out there every week live too, like not fucking yeah. and like I know what you're saying, like yeah. compared like what's funnier, but yeah. Vince It's tough. It's, it's subjective tough. on that point, but yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you look at what Rock's doing live in the ring, that's pretty unprecedented. Like, yeah. not many people could do that anytime yeah. they want to. And just yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this up. And what's I'm hilarious, gonna, like I'm Vince, Angeles, I'm gonna say the Lakers suck, but I'm gonna put it in a rhythm and a rhyme. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Vin- C- Cena could do it too. Yeah, um, but he was doing it to get booze. Like people didn't think it was funny. No. Like people hated him for it. The Rock would get like the booze, but then also like that's fucking Laugh hilarious. Shit, yeah, I saw yeah. something on the internet today, like uh, Ron Simmons' first damn with uh, John Cena with uh, King Booker in the ring, and Ron oh, Simmons comes oh. out and just it takes thirty six seconds, but he just it's the very first time he just goes, "Damn!" <laughs> and then, <laughs> I, and then I walked think, out. I think, we, but, I think we just found our next. Our, yeah, our but, next. But uh, what that topic started, like, segment. yeah. So we all agree the Mountie. Final segment of the Mountie. The final segment of the Mountie. Or Vince not giving his wrestlers no, no. is the best. I think part. that's funny. I will not commit to that. It's, one of right now. it's a funny part. Yeah. The chair's gonna swarm. Just it's gonna squirm, Jess. The chair's gonna yeah. squirm again. It's gonna happen. So hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. But don't forget, we're also part of the Wrestle Hub family, all about wrestling podcasts. Catch them at the Wrestle Hub on YouTube and Instagram. This is Dave, Jess, Cuz, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Nurse. Biatch. Nurse. I'll take it from here.